Welcome back, everyone, to Uninvested, the podcast where we give you everything you need to know, even if you feel like you know nothing. I'm Crockett Calloway. I'm Sahil Seth. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Kevin Casper. Kevin is a fellow Northwestern Wildcat studying manufacturing and design engineering, and he's gone on to found Inferno Guard, a startup aimed at preventing wildfires. The idea originated in 2016, but he launched a startup in 2020. He's gone on to raise slightly under half a million dollars. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks for having me. So let's step back a second uh that was a that was a big beefy intro you sound like a very cool guy uh i'm i'm curious about kind of like smaller kevin right so when you are a high schooler obviously we're all in university and out northwestern um take me back to your shoes maybe as i I don't know like a maybe freshman in high school are you are you interested in entrepreneurship are you interested in tech what does high school kevin look like definitely so back in seventh grade in 2015 my mom told me that it would be a good idea to sign up for something called the e-cyber mission competition, which is a STEM competition for middle and high school students that sponsors and encourages students to come up with a problem in their community and try and solve it. And I got put with these random teammates when I was a seventh grader, and we ended up making it to the national finals of that competition for an idea to help um, dogs with hip dysplasia. And that is what prompted my interest in STEM and my interest in what later came to be entrepreneurship. So I stayed with that same team working on a new project in eighth grade, new project in ninth grade. Um, and the idea for ninth grade, which was the impetus for what is now Inferno Guard. And I've continued to kind of build that ever since. But all of it came from this one kind of structured STEM competition and has now turned out of a STEM project and more into an entrepreneurial project. And, and can I ask, I mean, you said that's kind of what sparked, that was the catalyst, I guess, for this for this entrepreneurial journey you'd go on. What did you like about being an entrepreneur? Like, what did you like about being a leader? Was it, was it you know, figuring out a problem? What was it for you? I think it was, honestly, the ambiguity that you had was an interesting challenge for me to tackle because the problem of wildfires was so large. So the context behind this was I'm originally from Charlotte and there were really bad wildfires in the Appalachian Mountains, which is like 100 miles from my hometown. And I was trying to tackle this ginormous problem. And I think the thing that I loved most about the entrepreneurial problem was that you had to take a large challenge, bring scope to it and center your attention on one specific component and then design solutions around that focus, but you were in charge of the focus that you were going to take and you were in charge of the direction that you were going to take. And I think having that opportunity and that um, individuality to pick my own path and then follow it down a rabbit hole was something that I really liked early on. So what's really your first step? You know, the entrepreneurial journey, you've gone so far, you started with making the hardware out of the software component, but really like day one, you have the problem, like, where do you go? Like, do you look, you seek help from mentors, advisors, you're really just like trying to build a piece of hardware. Something that I learned really early on um, was to reach out to professionals in adjacent or similar industries. Because I was building these STEM solutions as a middle schooler and as a high schooler, I had huge knowledge gaps that just were honestly like unattainable to even achieve. So what I did was I leveraged communities of people that have been studying the space for dozens of years, soaked up their information, and then implemented it into my work. And that, I would say, is a pretty non-traditional path 
that a lot of founders take, a lot of them will go to their potential customers directly, or they'll do research about other products on the market that are similar. And I really didn't take that approach. The approach that I took was, let me go out and talk to people in the industry, learn about this problem from the eyes of people that are seeing it from different angles, and then bring my own perspective into it, um, and then go from there. And I guess just like a short follow-up on that, what do you think differentiates an idea from a startup in terms of like when you thought like the moment was this This is something real. This is not just a middle school, high school project I'm working on. Like this is a business that I want to pursue. Yeah, a lot of the times people talk about having a product and then having a business. I think it's a similar question. Um, when you have an idea, a lot of your ideas are focused around what a product would look like and how that would be used and implemented. But I think when you realize that there's a bigger opportunity for a, a startup per se, it's it's when those products that you're believing could be implemented have connections to other parts of the industry. So when I was thinking about building this detection product to detect wildfires, I realized that it could connect to the response platforms. It could manage the preparation for wildfire season. And once I started seeing the connections between one singular product and the offerings that I could add to other companies, that's when I kind of realized that it was more than just a product I could build, but a company that could fit in an industry and play independently. So you are doing more research, right? You're making these connections between, okay, this is the current state. This is this is what I think it could do. These are the ideas that I have. And as you previously mentioned, you're also talking to people who have a lot more exposure and experience than you do, right? People who understand the wildfire protection and prevention industry, the current state, but you're a high school. Like, is this something that you're still put, put me back in your shoes? Are you, you know, trying to like manage friends and hang out and finish out high school? Are you like all into this idea yet? What does that what does that journey look like? I was really focused on the competition itself. I like went to the national competition when I was in seventh grade and I just kind of wanted to get back. And we were able to go back to nationals when I was a freshman. And that kind of felt like the the check in the box for me, right? I like had built something that I was able to get a free trip to DC for um, and present my work. But once we kind of realized that there were, a, I think the biggest realization was that wildfire problem was not going away. And we were actually onto something that could have tangible legs to it. Um, so we entered some other competitions that were more entrepreneurial towards the end of high school. Um, and those were more opportunities to take the product further, but we still had a really shitty prototype at the end of my high school. Um, and when COVID happened, I graduated high school in 2020 and all of my co-founders went to different schools. I, uh, got a text from my co-founder Zoe and she was like, I'm taking a gap year. I don't want to go to school during COVID and I want to work on Inferno Guard. What do you think about that? And that really gave us kind of this incentive to say, okay, well, there are terrible wildfires happening in 2020. There are those crazy pictures of like SF looking orange. And that was what I was genuinely seeing. And my co-founder Zoe, who was the technical lead, was like, hey, I'm going to keep working on this. Like, you want to you get involved? And that's when I started realizing that there were a lot of entrepreneurial resources at colleges in addition to kind of engineering resources. So I took the bull by the horns and got involved in the entrepreneurship center at Northwestern. And then things kind of trickled from there. So one thing I want to know is like, obviously me and Crockett going to Northwestern, this is not an easy school. You're always busy, a thousand clubs, thousand projects, thousand, you know, homework assignments. How do you really balance all that? You know, it's, I find it hard enough to balance school in itself. Especially Kevin as a freshman, right? Like you're coming in with this, with this new building idea, right? It, it, you already had it before, but you're in a new stage of new yeah. classes, new part of life. How are you managing that? I can't imagine it right now. <laughs> 
something that I've always had, which is honestly unexplainable, is this like blind optimism towards um, just like moving things forward at a really rapid pace. I think because I was so interested in the thought process of taking this concept and turning it into reality and getting involved in a space that's new to me on campus and finding community in that space, a lot of that was dependent on my own work. And I think because I had already had some entrepreneurial experiences before, I felt like I had some sort of leg up that I was already working on something. And that made me feel comfortable enough to have the confidence to continue building. Um, but I mean, you're right. I was a freshman sitting in my dorm room coming up with like, who's going to be the CEO and what the equity distribution is going to be like. And I vividly remember that. It was like spring quarter my freshman year and everyone else was going out on a Thursday night and I was like having this four hour long conversation. And after the end of it, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I can't believe I just agreed to be the CEO and take X percent of this company and like turn it into a business when I have, like you said, a million other things going on. But I will say, and I really do believe this at heart, like learning from an entrepreneurial perspective is the best learning experience that you can get. And I think I saw that firsthand really early on and I just wanted to like grow personally. And I think that opportunity combined with the like experience that I was getting just felt unmatched and really gave me a lot of incentive to keep going. I have this this image right in my head of you on a Thursday night, like sitting in the dorm discussing important equity decisions. But I'm also thinking, you know, your freshman year uh, is what a lot of other college students experience, like their COVID freshman year. I, I assume you guys were stuck in dorms a lot. That whole time, are you also working on the startup? Are you in the garage, the startup accelerator? Um, you, you know, like, is this is this your life, your, your freshman year? It was my life sophomore year, and I, we can get into that. But freshman year, it really wasn't. Um, I just wanted to get involved in the garage, and I knew that Inferno Guard was a way to do that. But I also joined a another startup called Litterbox, which is a summer storage company. Their tagline is where wildcats store their shit. And I learned a lot about running a company through that perspective um, and dealing with the operations and the marketing and the like go to market and dealing with customers from that lens really gave me the confidence to then go out and build Inferno Guard after that. But I was balancing these two startups my freshman year. And once I got into Jumpstart, which is the summer accelerator at Northwestern that I did my freshman year, that's when kind of this perspective turned away from you know, getting involved in other things to give me the foundation to build Inferno Guard and instead actually executing on building Inferno Guard because I was working full-time over the summer. And then after that, things kind of just skyrocketed and that's all I was doing. So fast forward to today, like what are you focusing on as a CEO? I know you have a few employees now, you've got funding, this entrepreneurship and venture capital podcast. So obviously I want to ask you, are you thinking about going the venture route, possibly raising or I don't know, I prefer bootstrapping. What are your thoughts on where's your head's at right now? I could go on and on for days about this, but I'll try and keep it short. Um, so I spent sophomore and junior year raising non-dilutive capital. Um, I wasn't sure that I wanted to work on this full time or not. So I knew the best route was to get as much non-dilutive funding as possible. As a college student, there's so much accessible to you. And I was really fortunate enough to do really well in those. So I think I pulled together about $450,000 in funding so far. And you you did that as a sophomore in college? I think I was gone every weekend of winter and spring quarter traveling, um, which is kind of the doing something completely non-traditional as a college student. But yeah, I was traveling. I mean, every other weekend I was doing Zoom pitches, um, 
waiting for the money to hit my bank account. And after I won VentureCat, when I was a sophomore, um, things really changed. I had to make a lot of hard decisions really quickly. Um, it's really traditional when people win VentureCat to go out and raise their first two, three, four million dollars of funding. And I didn't do that. Um, I actually took a consulting job. And that alone, I think, changed the trajectory of Inferno Guard. I personally believe for the better, um, but it really focused it really forced me to get focused on what I wanted Inferno Guard to accomplish while I was a student. Um, so long story short, the business actually pivoted to a software solution instead of a hardware solution um, during that time period. And now I feel like I am much more focused in what I'm building and how what I'm building can implement into the industry at a much quicker pace as opposed to building a solution that will take a long time to build and um, take a longer time to see kind of some of that implementation and uh, scalability as a lot of people talk about. So is there a moment that forced you as a founder to be like, okay, this is the moment when I can either put all my eggs in one basket and this is what I'm doing for the next five years, or, you know, this is the moment when I, when I go into industry, like you said, like understand how products like this can be better implemented into the market. Was it a defined moment or it's just, it was a gradient? It was over time. It wasn't a defined moment. I think the, you know, concept of getting a corporate job coming out of a school like Northwestern is very much high priority for a lot of students and definitely like fell into that path and think that ultimately it was the right decision for me. Um, but I really had a really hard time making that decision and coming up with what I wanted Inferno Guard to do. And looking back on it, um, it could have been an easy decision because the industry that I'm working in, in terms of the customers that I'm working with and the company I'm building, isn't the industry that I necessarily want to be in long term. Um, I think that climate tech is super important. I think that supporting revenue generating landowners like timber companies are really important, but I don't want to work with those customers for the rest of my life. I don't want to work in the hardware software like combo lens for the rest of my life. And if I just took that perspective and said, hey, what do you really care about? Inferno Guard, while it is my baby and while it is my entrepreneurial project, is not the like passion and obsession that I want to have in an entrepreneurial project. And if I just used that link, like use that lens when I was making the decision, I think it would have been a lot easier. But it took me until TAing a class this spring to really realize like from a high level perspective, what makes a company so valuable and what would allow you to kind of go all in on something. So you're kind of saying you want to continue with Inferno Guard? Like, I know you said you took this consulting role out of college. You're only a junior, so it'll be an internship. Obviously, you have time to get get a return, go back full time. So do this on the side, kind of like take a more relaxed role, maybe step away? Or do you think about just completely stepping away from Inferno Guard, maybe keeping some of your equity, just letting your co-founders or someone else run with it? The short answer is I don't know. Um, so I thought that this spring, what I was going to focus on was thinking about acquisition and reaching out to potential acquisition partners and using my senior year as an opportunity to soft land the business and have a complete fresh start in the corporate world uh, when I graduated. Because I knew that I really wanted an experience in a corporate environment, and I still do. But I am currently in diligence with a national lab um, that is building risk assessment technology. Um, about licensing their technology to us to then commercialize uh, the software that they've built. And I mean, they're a leading uh, product and company in the industry, and it's an incredible opportunity that I'm you know, trying to focus on as much as possible. 
Um, and I'm really just trying to lean into like the present because this is a good opportunity in front of me that I don't know will go through or not, but um, at the chance that it does, I don't want to limit myself. So I'm trying to be present in that moment and see how that either will or won't scale and and manage things after that. So there is a potential that in front of our things will ramp up my, during my senior year. Um, but I think that I'll know, you know, how to manage it when the time comes. You got an eye on each, basically. You're you're closely monitoring both, which I would expect nonetheless from like a very passionate student founder to be a multitasker. I'm I'm also curious, you're going from being a student founder, right? Like this lawless position where you have all the self-determination and judgment as you want in the world and you're going into a corporate role where you have a boss and you have a team and you listen to other people are you prepared for that how are you preparing yourself for that does that feel normal talk to me about that i think that it'll be a big adjustment um that's why i was really excited to have the internship this summer to see what it's like i think something about me is like i love the collaborative team nature of any project and i think because of that i think that i'll fit just fine into consulting i think yes i'll have a boss yes i'll be listening to other people but i mean aside from inferno guard that's everyone else's everyday life right so i think it's not anything that i won't be prepared for something that i really have been intentional about that i'm most worried about is the idea of like seeing problems from a higher perspective and seeing the vision of how these pieces tie together, finding ways to give the resources to make that happen and then go execute. I think in consulting, the problem's a little bit more given to you and the solution is a little bit more digest the information and put it out. Like my favorite thing in projects is the consume all of the information at once, see from a high level what needs to get done and manage and assemble a team to go out and do that. And if I'm a, you know an intern or an associate consultant, like that isn't something I'll be doing on a daily basis. And that's really what I love most about entrepreneurial projects and about work in general. So um, I'm curious where I'll get that perspective. But aside from that, I, I'm more excited than I am nervous. So why potentially leave the entrepreneurial journey that you're on and kind of go into consulting? Is it to just be able to go into other industries, like learn a new skill set? Is there a main reason or is it really just you want just that ability to pivot your career? I think it's twofold. I think the first thing is that being a founder in college is very different than being a founder post-graduation. Um, you know, you have bills to pay, you have employees to manage, you have funds to uphold with your investors, and it's a completely different situation. In college, there's no risk. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want, and you're still a student. Um, but it really is a different world when you graduate and you are a founder full-time. There's no one telling you what to do. There's no one telling you um, how to go about your business, and there's no structure at all. Um, and while that's something that I'm confident I can manage, it's not a situation I necessarily want to be in right away. Um, secondarily, I think there is a lot of value in, in getting a corporate perspective, um, in terms of just operating a business, but also in terms of building a network that you can rely on when you're building a business. And I think having that experience early on will give me the foundation, though I am confident in my own capacity right now to go out and execute. It'll build even more confidence for me to then build something that I really care about long term. Um, and like I said, maybe Inferno Guard isn't like the industry that I want to be in, but I really don't know what that industry is. And something like consulting, fortunately, really will give me that opportunity to explore a lot of different fields and find an area that I really am passionate about. 
So the next time that I am a founder, I'll be able to execute on it a lot more efficiently and a lot more passionately. You you clearly have a really like developed risk tolerance profile. Um, a lot of our viewers are, you know, people in college like us trying to make a decision of what career they want to go down. Do you think that imagine you're like a senior in college, right? You have the option to go to consulting, venture capital, or entrepreneurship. Is there, do you think, a defined riskiest path? Is there, what do you think like the smartest path to go down is? Is it completely up to the person? What's your take on it? I'm going to give you a cop-out answer. It's totally up to the person. Um, I think that there's, the things you're learning are completely different. And I initially didn't really believe that that was the case. But after having VC experience, having startup experience, and hopefully having consulting experience, like they are different worlds. And I think that it takes different types of people to enjoy those different environments. But um, I think the risk tolerance piece is something that I am honestly kind of self-conscious about when I'm a founder, because all of these founders have these huge risk tolerance abilities to go out and just do the thing. And that's something that I don't really have in nature. And I've kind of had to learn how to manage around that, how to find teammates that encourage that, and how to build a company strategically that enables you to take risks, but in a responsible way. And I think that's something that I like have been intentional about building my own company. And when I go out and build something else later on, we'll look for partners that are more willing to take those risks and take those leaps because all of the successes I've had from Inferno Guard were basically because I just said, screw it, I'll go out and try it. Um, and knowing that there is huge opportunity for Inferno Guard to continue to scale, but I think that I almost have kind of set myself on a path that I'm excited about and that hopefully will, you know, I'll be fluid, but I think I have at least a direction in mind that I'm planning on taking over the next few years. Yeah, and I think, I hope our viewers can really take away from that. You know, just having that mindset, just screw it, but also having a sense of direction, you know, that really, like the combination of those two things can really bring you far in life as they have brought you so far. But to end it, end it I really like to ask one last question. We like to ask all our interviewers, is there any like staple or routine that you've kind of maintained like throughout this whole process, maybe your whole life up until now, you know? I like to give everyone an example, like maybe you have like the same breakfast every morning. I know I do, so I don't know about you. Something that I always do is I always have a sticky note on the left side of my computer when I open it. And it's basically the theme of whatever I'm trying to be present on in that month, in that week, in that moment, whatever it is. If I have an exam the next day, it's a lot more short term. But sometimes it's a long term Inferno Guard vision. Right now on there, it's chase optimism, but acknowledge security. And that basically means like chase the Inferno Guard that is present, that you could have this amazing opportunity. But acknowledge your like need for security and make sure that you're building you know that backend support that you need so that changes from month to month but that's currently what's on there love it that that might be one of my favorite answers so far we've had a lot of people say that we've had almost everyone say they do mindfulness in some way yoga i think everyone's go to yoga you thought yours was a cop-out answer but i actually that was that was one of my favorites so that's what i could take away it's a tangible act everyone can implement well, Kevin, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I know our, I know all the viewers are going to love it. But for now, I'm Zahil Seth. I'm Crockett Calloway. And this is Uninvested. Thank you. This is a personal video. Any views or opinions represented in this video are personal and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations we may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity. The views expressed are for entertainment purposes only and not to be misinterpreted as actionable investment advice.